From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. The 2022 4th of July parade in Juneau was held Monday with residents of the capital city coming to celebrate. This year's theme was Spirit of the Community. There were 44 floats in total in the parade. Leading the parade was a tundra honoring the late Senator Dennis Egan, who was given honorary Grand Marshal status days before the parade. It was driven by Bruce Patello and Bill Corpus. Corpus sang, We are trying to show our appreciation, we and all of his supporters, for all he's done for the community, uh, both as mayor and as uh, our senator. Following the tundra was a float honoring the late Gene Stuck, who was also given honorary Grand Marshal status. Three Grand Marshals were featured in the Juno Parade, Brian Weed, Dr. Amy Dressel, and Douglas Marshal Joe Tompkins. Tompkins said, I think there's a lot more people to deserve it than me, so it's an honor to actually be asked to do it. It's an absolute honor to be part of that. So I'm thankful, but I still think there's other people that deserve it more than me. Weed said about his float. The theme is spirit of the community, and that's kind of been my whole goal is to get the community out and go on hikes and uh, join in on adventures, and everybody's adventure in life is different. So... I want to get people outside, get people seeing what Alaska is really about, and uh, it's about exploring, climbing mountains, going through valleys, and exploring the history of Alaska. And about being selected. I honestly had no idea when I was chosen. Um, The committee didn't know I was coming out with this Netflix show, so that was a surprise to them at the same time. So um, being chosen as the the grant or one of the grand marshals is truly an honor. I want to know if I'm the youngest Grand Marshal ever chosen. The Juno 4th of July Committee awarded Best of Parade to Juno Urgent and Family Care. The best use of the theme went to University of Alaska Southeast. Bringing up the rear of the parade at spot 44 was First School, the transportation company that provides busing in the school district. They said it was their first year participating in the parade. The Juno Volunteer Marching Band performed Sunday at Marine Park. Sarah McNair-Grove, the director of Juno Marching Band and clarinet player, talked about their performance. She's been director for about eight years. The Juno Volunteer Marching Band gets together once a year just for the 4th of July. We do a concert in the park and then we participate in the parades, both Juno and Douglas. The marching band started in 1976, so I guess that's 46 years. Oh, it's just a great community thing. Making music together is so much fun and we bring a little 4th of July spirit, so it's great. This is the song Juno Fanfare, written by Bradley Saunders, a guest conductor, and performed by the marching band. He said the slower part in the song was to represent the time members played alone over the pandemic. The marching band is composed of about 25 to 30 people, all local to Juno. The annual 4th of July picnic and watermelon eating contest took place on Sandy Beach Sunday. Maggie Swanson, a member of the 4th of July committee for 18 years, shared more about the community event. Well, it's nice to have a wonderful, wonderful weather for everyone to come out and join, the, join us. Uh, we're picking back up to pre-COVID times. And it's nice to see people coming out, coming together as a community to celebrate our Independence Day. So we thank all of our military and veterans um, for all they do for us so that we can do this. 
And this picnic is sponsored by the Juno Volunteer, the Douglas Volunteer Firefighters and the Douglas Fourth of July Committee. And I can't even tell you how many years it's been going on, but we have added a couple of things. We've always had the watermelon eating contest and that's for kids as young as two, all the way up to if they can get their parents to participate, which is kind of fun for them to watch. And then we have a sand dollar search. So we section off the beach. High tide makes it a little difficult today, um, but we'll section it off and we're gonna go sprinkle sand dollars across the beach and let the kids go find them. And the annual bicycle and sidewalk chalk decorating event was Saturday to prepare for the parade. Supplies such as ribbons and flags were provided. Maya Lager, the organizer of the event and member of the Douglas 4th of July committee, talked about the bike decorating. So we're just uh, getting kids decorated up um, for the children's parade for the Douglas 4th of July parade and um, we've really moved uh, the decorations towards not knowing if it's going to be sunny so <laughs> we're trying to move them all towards waterproof and a lot of reflection so we've got uh, little spokes that go in all the wheels that are glow in the dark and they make noise you um, move the wheel reflective tape stars so they can be seen and caught you know at night too so just trying to get kids to get their helmets on and be seen. We have a good hundred show up, you know, multiple families and kind of coming in and out. Uh, A lot of kids have like a vision with their bike. The three remaining top candidates in the special election to fill Don Young's unexpired term held a debate last week. Republican Sarah Palin and Nick Baggage and Democrat Mary Peltola spoke on their plans if elected. Here's Baggage on his views of reducing partisan rancor if elected. This audio comes courtesy of Anchorage Daily News and C-SPAN. Doing what is right is never about a party. It's about doing what's right for Alaska and what's right for the nation. And uh, if that means reaching across the aisle, then that's what it means. I think at the end of the day, Don uh, provided an example of that. We can't compromise our values in the process. You know, there, are, there is much more common ground than we believe that there is or we are told that there is. Palin says she is willing to work with Democrats if elected. I'm willing to work with the other side of the aisle. I've done that my entire career in politics, and I started 30 years ago in Alaska, starting out PTA, PTO, city council, mayor, uh, manager of the city, um, oil and gas commissioner, and then uh, governor, and then vice presidential candidate. And I, it seemed to be I was always having to buck my party um, in one sense or another, and um, I, I think that uh, people know that I'm willing to stand up for the interests of the people whom I'm serving versus be obsessively partisan to the point of um, not uh, having the ability to fight for what's right. Peltola highlighted her ability to work with Republicans while a member of the House in Alaska. I served as a Democrat for 10 years and worked very well with my Republican colleagues. I quickly learned that you have to have 59 best friends in the Alaska State Legislature to be effective. And I um, reinvigorated the Bush Caucus, which was comprised of 10 rural legislators, half of whom were Republicans. Um, I realize now that Alaska has one congressional seat, so I'm going to have to go from thinking of 59 best friends to 434 best friends. Candidates made their remarks during a debate last week. Following the rename of Riverbend Elementary to Coxguin, the Juno School Board will be looking into crafting a policy for school renames in the future. That was the word from board member Brian Holst on Action Line.
we've been gifted names. So in the, in the native community, they have gifted names to our buildings. Our, our buildings are generally place-based names, generally, not, not all of them, but that's, that is how it's been for the last many years. And place-based names in a place that is uh, traditional lands of the, the Clinket make a lot of sense to be gifted a name. And so that has occurred. What happened at the, in the case of Cox de Guhin is that we were gifted a name, but then we were simultaneously asked to eliminate the current name. And, you know, wh- whatever people feel about Riverbend or not about Riverbend, I just thought, and, and I think the, the rest of the board um, agrees, is that we need to have a policy about this. Holes laid out what issues the policy would address. So under what what is the right process? What's the best process for the community um, to engage? Because the Coxguhin came mostly from the current members of that building, which is fine. Um, but maybe there's a maybe some of the maybe the, the alumni should be involved, or maybe other stakeholders should be involved. And it's and it's no reflection on whether or not Coxguhin was a great choice for that building, but it's it's about uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have policy. All we really do at a school board, we, we elect a superintendent, we choose a superintendent, we define the budget, and we set policy. So for we want everyone in the community to understand how does this process work. If somebody wants to change the name of a building, what do you, what what is involved? Hulse said the difference in this rename was the full renaming of the school. The difference this time was that I think everyone was comfortable with a, you. somebody gives you a gift, you don't really have a policy around a gift, but receiving a gift is one thing. Mm-hmm. Changing a name is is a little bit different, uh, and I think we need to honor those folks that created that first name to make sure that there's a there's a just policy. You're right. You're right. It's about process going forward, so that everyone knows how does this how does this occur, so that so that we continue to have the great support that we we need to have for our schools. That's school board member Brian Holst commenting on Action Line. The Juno Docks and Harbors Board took up a series of updated regulations on ordinance changes presented by the Harbor Master last week. Harbor Master Matt Creswell spoke to what he is looking to see accomplished, among many things, at the harbors in Juno. Cleaning up some uh, language for pets, how uh, how we handle pets on the dock, um, not by any means uh, prohibiting pets, actually just reminding folks that all pets, if they are walked on the dock, must be leashed, and uh, if they use the restroom on the dock, it has to be cleaned up. Um, change the name of a parking lot from Statter Lower Lot to Statter Bus Lot. We talked about how we uh, charge for crane usage. We use a FOB system instead of uh, uh, prepaying for the crane, so we're just putting that into regulations. Uh, strengthening our language a little bit relating to how boats have to be identified in the harbor with their state registration numbers or their name and hailing port if they're a documented vessel. Um, talked about removing a uh, monthly discounted rate for parking at Statter Harbor. No action was taken, and the matter will come before the board again. It will ultimately come before the city and borough of Juneau Assembly. These were just regulations that we, uh, myself and the deputy harbormaster, took some time to go through and read our regulations line by line. And this is primarily just an update the regulations to bring us into uh, kind of how we're how we're currently conducting business. Primarily just cleaning up language and regulations. 
and uh, we we presented it to the operations committee last week, presented it to the full board last night, and the the action on the item was just to get the board's approval that we were going down the right path. In other news, Port Director Carl Yucatel said a presentation regarding the Hanson Gress building on Harbor Way was tabled with direction for him to take the matter back to community development department officials to advance building plans. Alec Maztag has been named assistant general manager of Alaska Electric Light and Power Company. Maztag will succeed Connie Holbert as president and general manager of AELMP upon her retirement. Holbert will retire later this year after 25 years at the company. Never miss a story or a newscast at keinyradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.